This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. The Olympics are an event of extreme prestige. Unlike many pro sports, where you have repeated attempts at going pro and making a team and having championships year in and year out, the Olympic Games are much more cutthroat. You have one chance every four years to make an Olympic team. Jordan Larson had a .0010% chance of making the women's volleyball team. She had a better chance of winning the lotto or getting sizzled by a bolt of lightning. Jordan hasn't won the lotto just yet, but she has made three Olympic teams winning the bronze, silver, and gold medal. My mom from the start, I've I've saved emails from her from the past. I wish I, I could read one off. It's like, make sure you're icing. Make sure you're going to see the trainer. Make sure, you know, it's, it's typical mom's response. But she's very much front-loading, like, hey, if you're having an injury, that means you didn't prevent it before it could happen. You know, like, are you doing everything to set yourself up for success? I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from fashion designers, college professors, and boxing cut man, Dave Martinez. So I, w- I told my brother, well, let's go to the barber. I need a haircut. Okay, let's go. So I went there, and the barber was, oh, nice seeing you guys, uh, this and that. And he was asking too many questions. He was asking questions like, well, what unit are you with? And I gave him the unit. Well, uh, w- w- when do you guys go back on patrol? He said, well, we're, we're, we're leaving tomorrow. Well, yeah, where are you going to? We're leaving for, and I, t- I gave him everything. Hill 88, right? Not too far away. Right. Oh, wow, that's interesting. What time are you guys leaving? <laughs> this guy wanted to know everything. I said, well, okay, we're leaving at so-and-so, 0800 or something. None of this seemed a little odd to you? Not at that time. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, when we were out there about a couple of days later, the, the, the guy was the enemy. We, we, the, he was, we, <laughs> while it was skirmish, we, the, he was dead. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break from my sponsor before diving into my conversation with Jordan Larson. I've got the great Jordan from Italy with me. How yeah. are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So glad we could finally make this work. I know. I mean, when we started this, you were in China. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been all over the place, so yeah. I appreciate your patience. You're like a UN ambassador, just making your way around. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan Larson. I can help you out with here <laughs> exactly. and there. Exactly. I, I just make a few trips around the world, and then then I can make it to this podcast. How's that passport look? Has it just been stamped all over the place? Yeah, it, it really has, and that's that's been fun too to like look back on it and be like, oh, I was here on this date, and yeah, it's it's cool. And then seeing all the visas, it's fun. Have you kept all your passports? Uh, I have, I think my, my OG one, the original one, I don't think I, I have it. I would have oh. to really dig deep for it. I'm not sure. But that was when I was like in college. Right. When you're a kid, so, like the, but those are the yeah. good ones. Those are the good ones. I know. I, I feel like I, I know I had it for sure 10 years ago, but I don't know where it is now, but I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me this. How did a girl from Hopper, Nebraska, Hooper, Hooper Nebraska, Become one of the greatest volleyball players to uh, walk the court. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know what I don't know. I don't know. I just, I felt like I was a pretty athletic kid, like growing up. Uh, My parents put me in a lot of different sports. So I really got to test a lot of different things. Um, But I, I, I don't know. For me, I always had this like determination in the back of my mind of like, this goal and this vision of where I saw myself. And 
Um, but when I look back on like the years and the time, like it, it first of all passed so quickly. Um, and secondly, I don't know. I just, I feel like I was meant to do this. Like, I felt like I was, I don't know, like I was put in places along the way for sure having challenges, but I, I don't know. I felt like there was, I don't know, just so many great opportunities that I was presented with. 2010 has that city's population 130. Is that correct? Is that, that, that much of a small town? Um, I don't know if it was that small. No, for sure. It's like, I would say like 800, like 800 ish, but we don't have, is that what you said? Yeah. 830. Yeah. 830. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you said 130, 830. Yes. Yeah. So no, that's pretty much the population. Yeah. How big was your school? Um, so we had a consolidation school. So my, yeah, my high school made up of like five different like communities, five different small like towns. Yeah. So my, but my graduating class was only 45 people. Four, 45. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very, very small. Like okay. We, Did you grow yeah. up on a farm? That's a stupid yeah, question, so- but I'm going to ask cause you're in the middle of Nebraska. For sure. So my parents got divorced when I was three. Um, okay. And so my dad is a farmer. Um, so he took over my grandpa's, his dad's uh, property. And then my mom lived in town in Hooper and she got, ended up getting remarried when I was 10. Okay. So yeah. Our so mom and dad both, our mom, mom and dad both tall. Yeah. So my dad is six, three and my mom was uh five, eight. Yeah. Okay, she's a tall. But, but my dad's my dad's side's pretty tall. So I have an aunt. His sister is six foot, and then I have two cousins that are six five, six six. So yeah, more or less. So the yeah. chances were you were going to be a taller woman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tallest for sure. tallest girl of your forty five. Yeah, uh, actually, we had. I think there was like three other girls that were over six foot. Which I mean, you think about the percentage of forty-five. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty pretty high. So we, our our teams were actually pretty good. Like basketball and volleyball in high school are pretty good. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So did you enjoy, or did you just not know any better the small town life? Yeah, I I didn't know any different, right? So for me, it was very normal. Uh, but w- the biggest city close to us was like thirty thousand. Um, and it was like 15 minutes away, which is where we would go more often for like a bigger grocery store, you know, movie theater, things like that. Um, but yeah, it was something that I, I didn't know, but I think that was what was hard, hardest for me leaving the state of Nebraska, because that's all I knew. And I knew the small town of that. Um, so that brought on a lot of new challenges for sure. Did you ever get to Lincoln or, or into the capital or Omaha or anything and see like a bigger city as a kid? Yeah, for sure. So I started playing club volleyball when I was 12 um, and club volleyball was in Omaha. So we would commute to Omaha probably twice a week, wow. um, which was only like 45 minutes uh, from my town, roughly. Um, and so that's still a yeah, haul. Yeah, yeah. But my parents, they I was an only child. So for me, for them. Um, I think they saw potential in me of like, Hey, you know, if we put her in these things, this could pay off and her going on to college and things like that. So I think they were willing to make that sacrifice and, and help me get to where I needed to be. So. At what point did you start to feel like you were a real like division one athlete in high school? Or maybe you were before you were thinking that beforehand. Yeah. Um, so I was actually, um, 
probably one of the earlier commits to college. I graduated when I was, or graduated, I uh, committed to the University of Nebraska at 16. So I was so- a sophomore. Um, and so I think even when I was a freshman, I was getting like looks um, of where, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Um, so I would say pretty early on. Um, again, I was more just athletic. I think for sure, like the volleyball skill was there but I think I was I ran track I was in basketball um so I was just doing other things and just pretty athletic so were you a late bloomer to height or were you tall quick no I was pretty tall quick yeah so I was for sure six foot at that age wow six one yeah that's pretty good because normally girls growing that early don't have good feet so then for sure then you're just kind of goofy and it's a struggle Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. And I'm like pretty like well proportioned. Like my feet are like not overly large. Right. My hands are pretty like I'm I'm very well proportioned. So um, yeah, and and pretty coordinated. Um, my dad actually played football in college, so I have a little bit of history of um, athleticism in my in my family. Um, but yeah, and my mom was pretty athletic. She probably could have played somewhere, but she followed my dad um, when she was in uh, college. So okay. So was there ever a chance of another college or was it going to be big red all the way through? Yeah. You know, I went to a USA volleyball high performance camp. Um, it was, I think December of my freshman year, if I remember correctly. Um, and I really connected well with one of the UCLA assistants. Um, and I was kind of interested in going out and seeing what it was like. (laughs) Um, but I, I don't know with Nebraska being so close to home. And again, growing up in a small town, like having my family being there and obviously being an only child, I was pretty close with my family. So it it was just a pretty easy sell for them that to get me. And they were good. When I went, ended up going there, they were number one in the country. So it was, it was kind of a, a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Isn't it amazing to think that they were getting kids from across the country to come to Nebraska to play volleyball? Like not football, like you probably grew up as a young girl, right? In the nineties, that Nebraska football all of a sudden there's a national power women's volleyball program in the middle of the country. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. But I, I don't know, growing up in the state, like it's so well respected and so well viewed and people just love the environment. And so when people come from outside the state of Nebraska and see and witness Devaney and what it feels like and the environment, like people fall in love. And, and also it's a, it's a small place. It's a slower community, right? Like Lincoln is a college town, slower community. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's more of a, a family vibe, I guess. Um, and, but not all people like that either. So, right, but I right. think it's, it's something that, that does pull people in and, and, and attracts people for sure. When did you feel like volleyball was your, your sport and not something else? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say probably at 16 when I committed, I think that's when I really was like, Hey, this is like, this I'm is all it for in. Me. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. Um, but I was still kept playing basketball all the way through high school. Um, through my senior year, I ran track, um, two, I think three out of the four years. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I love the sport. I didn't like basketball cause I, I, it was too much running. I just was like, no, <laughs> this is not for me. Uh, well, but I don't know. I just, I love volleyball. I love the mental challenge it had. I loved how it took more than one person to, to 
do the job. Um, you needed a team to do it. Um, I don't know. There, there was just a ton of aspects that made me really fall in love with it. What'd you do in track? Uh, I did the worst run ever. The four by the 400. Oh man. It's the worst. Really? Yeah. It's so I did the 400, the four by four. And then I was doing like the jumping, like long jump, triple jump, but um, that got X really fast. Cause triple jump when you're jumping, it's like just not great on your knees and right. Yeah. So I would have thought was, you would have been a high jumper. Uh, yeah, I don't have the highest vertical per se. Okay. I mean, I, I jump decent for my, for my stature, but right. I definitely don't have, that's not one of the skills. That's my strong suit for sure. Yeah. It just seems like it's kind of natural volleyball. You're jumping, you got like, you know, you, sure. you played with her Taiba. She was an unbelievable yes. high jumper in high school and college. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I tried it for sure. I just didn't, wasn't, wasn't something. I that just was don't my... see you running around in a circle on the track and enjoying <laughs> that one bit. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. And the four by four is always the last one of the day, yeah. you know, and it's the worst race. And you're like, it's the sexy event. Yeah. Oh, but it is, it's like a full on sprint. Yes. Oh, I, I hated it. I was, it was, and then I was like, mom, please don't make me do this. Again. Yeah. I don't so. want to do this mom. No. <laughs> So how was it those first couple of weeks on college, a college campus? Yeah. College campus. Um, you look back at that and go, wow. Now. Cause I mean, you're a young girl in that small town to a small town, yeah. but that's a big town now to you. For sure. Um, so we, uh, the incoming freshmen obviously move in, uh, for summer school. So, which is nice because you kind of get like a pre pre season. Mm -hmm. So you're not just jumping in right into practice. So you're jumping into more school and conditioning and, and things like that. And I remember my parents moving me into my dorm and I'm with my college teammate and I'm like bawling because my parents are leaving and they're driving 45 minutes home. Right. And I'm just like, Oh my God, don't leave me. Oh my God. And then like, obviously the next day, like I'm fine, but like, I, you know, it's, it's such a shock, right? Yes, it is. Um, You're going scary. to be in classes in a class bigger than yeah. your whole graduating class. Exactly. Exactly. And like, for sure, I was like confident and like who I was as a volleyball player, but like being a student and managing all these things. And then obviously the expectation of like, you're going to the University of Nebraska and the volleyball team is good. And can I live up to that? And, you know, so there was just a lot. And, but I, I just remember being super stoked and really thankful for my teammate at the time who is still one of my really good friends. Did they uh, do a good job of kind of taking care of you in those early couple of months? Cause it's hard. For sure. It is hard. It is hard for sure. And they do a great job. They, they really do. And there's uh psychologists there if you need help and you know, everything is very, very available. And, um, but it's, it's a, it's a rude awakening, right? Like you think as a high school athlete, like you're, it's just anything in life. You change jobs, you're in a new environment. Like you're automatically go from the top of where you're at to like, all right, we're starting at the bottom and want to wake yourself up. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a cool experience. It might've so. been easier if you were like some kid from Jersey, right. And you were yeah. like some Newark or whatever, big town, not a big deal. And you're going into, you know, this school that's decided to give you a scholarship, but you're yeah. talking about a little kid from a small town playing for the school in your state. That's yeah. more important. That weight that was on you 
must have been pretty sure. massive. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's like you said, like the understanding of what Nebraska volleyball means to the state, like, and, and just having that on your back is, is definitely something that, um, yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> but it's also, I think, again, like as we get through call it, like it sets you up for success too, right? right? Cause you're used to playing under that, pr- like that pressure and that weight. So then when you transition into a bigger, you know, the pro-life, you're used to playing in front of bigger crowds. You're used to playing under pressure because you're in those situations. Right. So. Yeah. The, the, the squeezing pressure you felt as a kid is nothing now as a grown no. woman, you're kind of like, ha, that's silly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So Crying in my pillow all night. Cause my parents <laughs> left me. Ah, that's nothing. I know. I know. It's so true. I got a Brazilian girl who's hitting a ball into my face all day. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. Oh, well, was it easier for you because the way the schedule sets up for women's volleyball, your season starts right away. Where if it's a, a men's volleyball or something later in the spring, you would have had to sat all the way through the year with that pressure. Being thrown right into that fire, was that kind of a little easier? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it was nice because we got to have that summer. So it's like a, you know, that summer leading up to it. So we can get in like good shape, like running shape. And, you know, our body can withstand like a volleyball season, which is nice. Um, But like you said, I think it is good to kind of like get get started right away and and having that right off the bat. Um, Yeah, it's it's good. I, I would agree. Was that the first time you started lifting weights when you were in college or were you lifting no. before? Yeah, I was lifting before. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to, my parents tried to do a pretty good job of like, I think even nowadays you have to specialize so early on, right? I'm like if so you're not, sad. That's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad because you have to, if you're not like, 12 years old and already knowing what you want to do. Like, it's like, you're, you know, or like not committed to one sport. Like it's really tough. So I was lucky that I was able to do all these other sports. And then also on top of that on Saturday mornings, I would always go to this speed and agility coach. So I was always doing some other things to kind of practice other parts of my body. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Cause yes. I think if you're one dimensional and one sport only, you're used to only lateral movements or forward movements. And so when you're getting other stimulus or stimuli, like all of a sudden your body can can adapt and be in in a much healthier situation. And so I think my parents really did a good job of finding that balance and shoot, I was getting a massage too, like once every month, you know, like recovery was also important for my parents. And if I was having issues going to a chiropractor, you know, like they just, they really tried to like facilitate an understanding of what it meant to be a complete athlete and not just one dimensional. Do you think that was because your dad had an idea um, being a football player? Yeah, for sure. I, my dad and even my mom, my mom from the start, I've, um, I've saved emails from her from the past. I wish I, I could read one off. It's like, make sure you're icing, make sure you're going to see the trainer, make sure, you know, it's, it's typical mom right. response. Uh-huh. But it's like, but she's very much front loading. Like, Hey, if you're having an injury, that means you didn't prevent it before it could happen. You know, like, are you doing everything to set yourself up for success or are you getting injured and then having to like, right. Catch up, catch up basically. So I don't know. I, I just think they, they just really did a, a great job. So. Yeah. You got lucky. I got yeah. two good parents at the time that were taking care of you. 
Exactly. Because there's exactly. so many that just drag that kid around all over the place. For sure. For sure. And it's tough, right? I'm not a, I'm not a parent. I don't know. And, um, but I, I think they really did a good job of like, for sure. They were hard on me, right? Like, Hey, not about expectations because I don't think they ever put expectations on Jordan. This is how we see you, you know, it's, Hey, you know, like, how did you feel today? Or, you know, I don't know. It was just very much like, I don't know, just having open- more of a conversation, yes. more of a conversation versus like uh, expectations, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, it's good to have that conversation with the athlete you know, the child yeah. and be like, how's your body yeah. feel today? You feeling good? Was that working out right? Did that feel good? Not what, what was the difference? Yeah, for sure. For how sure. was that first year at Nebraska playing? Uh, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I was able to make the starting lineup, which was awesome. Uh, and we were ranked number one, most of the season and we ended up going to the final four. Uh, my, <laughs> my performance in the final final game was not great I only I think I only had one kill the entire match and we just got hammered by Washington but um, was that them or you did they um, play you right or did you just not perform that day you know they played amazing for sure um but obviously we uh, we didn't play well um at all but kudos to them I mean they played a phenomenal match um but I think without that um experience i think we don't come back the next year um with a a like a different frame of mind and how to how to frame that next season so was that a little surprising cracking the starting lineup as a freshman from a team that's damn good yeah we're not talking cal state northridge (laughs) yeah right yeah no for sure It, it it was it was a lot especially because one of the people that i ended up beating out was a senior you know, and or not a senior, she was a junior and I don't know if she was playing, but she was kind of like off and on the year before. And so I think for me to make that presence and then uh, constant um, was definitely, definitely eye opening and, and shocking, but I, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and the foresight of like, Hey, you know, Jordan could be, could be good long-term, you know? Yeah. How's the uh, atmosphere for women's volleyball there? Talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's really unreal. Um, and again, I think it's just what it means to the state, right? Like there's a local television network called Nebraska Entertainment TV. I believe NET is the, the abbreviation and, you know, they, it, they host a lot of the games. Like it's, and it's broadcast across the state, you know, and it's very much like uh, it's, it's a small town feel, but it's very much um, part of the way people do things there. And I mean, every crowd is sold out um, and yeah, people just love it and That's they talk awesome. about it. They want to be a part of it. And I don't know, it's, it's really, it's special for sure. How'd you do that first year as a student? As a student? Yeah, I was okay. I was an okay student. Uh, I for sure. Like there's a juggle, right? You're juggling. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I did. Okay. Um, I definitely had a couple tutors that helped me along the way for sure. Uh, but yeah, in general, again, I think my parents did a good job of like in high school, it was like, Hey, you want to be good here in volleyball, but you want to go out with your friends, 
you have practice tomorrow. Now is going out until 12 p.m. at night smart? To, is that going to set you up for success? Mm-hmm. You know, at practice tomorrow, because ultimately practice has to be good because your long-term goals are X, Y, and Z. And so I just, I think having that perspective. And when I got to college, I was like, first of all, I don't want to get in trouble because if I get in trouble, the whole state's going to find out. And I don't want to, you know, like it's, it's, it's a real thing. And so I, I think that fear alone was like, I, I'm just going to straight and narrow. That's, that's what I'm looking at. And I had bigger goals beyond college for sure. So also thinking about that. Right. Was it weird walking around that campus and having people recognize you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, so much on campus per se. I mean, people did recognize you, but it wasn't like that big of a deal on campus per se, but yeah, for sure. Walking around, you know, cause it's funny. Cause there's or, thousands of other students on campus that they just come and go. They sit two rows across from you. They sit across, they might be in your lab, whatever that's Jim, yeah. that's Kelly, that's Stacy, whatever. But yeah. people start to recognize, especially the athletes, right? For sure. And you're a six three blonde walking around on campus. It's very recognizable on one of the the best teams on campus at that time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure, it is, and it's it's cool. It, but it's that's part of that's the fun part of college, right? right? You're getting to know right. everybody, like even the other student athletes, like getting to know them, and that that's that's fun. That next year, the the yep. losses washed away from you, and you win. What was that like? Yep. Uh, it was so surreal. Um, again, I think having lost to Washington, I think obviously we were bummed and, uh, we graduated, uh, two seniors, I think that year, two or three seniors, three, three seniors, I believe. So a pretty big chunk of that team, uh, had graduated. And so we actually took our international trip in between those years. So we went over to China and Japan. And I remember, um, at the end of that, um, trip we had this like spa day so we every everybody got to have massages and sauna and after that we were sitting in a room and we're all you know explaining how we felt on the trip and how the loss from last year and what what do we want to do this next year and how do we want to set our team up for success and I just remember that pivotal moment I can picture it still like we're all sitting in our robes which is a little weird but we're all sitting in our robes and yeah, exactly. Um, and we're just people are getting emotional. It's it's a very surreal moment. Um, and I feel like that kind of locked us in and created this tight knit unit. And we were unstoppable up until that point, you know, and I think it was a true that winning that championship was a reflection of what we did off the court was gaining that connection and that that respect for one another. Who'd you guys beat? Uh, we beat Stanford. Walk me through that, that last point. Where are you at on the court and what happens? Yeah. So uh, if I remember correctly, uh, we call a timeout, uh, I think the, before the last point and, uh, I'm up against the setter and I don't think anybody says like, we're going to set you, but like, uh, we go in and our setter sets me and I hit a high line ball and end up winning the national championship. So it's, um, yeah, it's very, very surreal. <laughs> That's pretty amazing that you yeah, finished yeah, it out. It cool. For sure. And then in front of 17,000 Nebraska fans. Right. So at home in Omaha, surreal environment, 
the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. Um, that place yeah, must really have been cool. ready to rip the roof off when you yeah. guys won. Oh yeah, it was it was gnarly. Jesus, seventeen thousand yeah. in that place. It must have been swollen. Oh, it was nuts. It was nuts. And we, yeah, we, we handled, we handled the match pretty well. Like we were leading most of the time. So it wasn't like this crazy up and down, you know, but yeah, it was, it was a cool environment. So were you happy with the next two years on how they went? Yeah. Um, the next year was a little bit hard. Um, so when we won the year, we had one of our main players um, got injured. She ended up being out and had shoulder surgery. Well, then she came back for her senior year. And it wasn't because of her because she's a great person and athlete and, like, gels well with everybody. And, like, there wasn't, like, any cohesion issues. I just think we had so much firepower that, like, we didn't know, like – running an offense was just hard because it was just like, how do I, as a setter, I'm assuming like making everybody happy per se, but right. you, everybody was pretty happy. We just didn't connect as well as the year before. Um, and so we kind of had a disappointing loss uh, in the sweet 16, no, the regional final. So that would be elite eight. Um, so we ended up losing then. And then I think the next year we lost five all Americans, like we lost everybody, like a ton of people graduated. And so it was kind of, as you could say, a rebuilding year. And me, I was a senior. And then we had two other girls that were seniors that were both Nebraska girls as well. And we kind of, we met with coach cook and we're like, okay, everybody thinks that this is going to be a rebuilding year, but we're, we want to, we want to prove, we believe that we can be good still. Right. Like that was, it was never a question, but so we kind of created this really tight knit group and we all three of us had different roles. So I was kind of more of the enforcer, like, Hey, this is the expectation. Like if you're not meeting the expectation, I'm going to get on you a little bit, like not, not light you up, but we're, you know, like we got to get her. I don't know if you cuss on this podcast. You can we're cuss all you together. want. <laughs> all right. I was like, we got to get her shit together. Um, and so, uh, and then the other, uh, other two, Amanda and Rachel are their names. Um, Amanda was more like, we call her mom Gates. She was more our mom, like very much like I was the hammer. She really kind of helped like console. And then Rachel was also kind of, she was kind of a balance so she could like, you know, give and take, I'm giving you way too much information at this moment. But no, but, but that's, anyways. but that's what's needed. Right. Exactly. As, exactly. As, as a leader, you have to be able to be the person that lays the hammer down and then the one yep. that puts the arm around somebody. Yep, exactly. So they, we did a nice job of finding that balance. And so we proved a lot of people wrong. We came out that first weekend, we had Stanford and yeah, Stanford and UCLA and we sw- swept them, both of them. And everybody was in shock because they're like, who's this Nebraska team? You know, they weren't supposed to be so-and-so or whatever. And then we ended up, making it all the way to the final four um, played an unreal uh, regional final in Washington down. Oh, um, two came back one, the most gnarly match to date that I've ever played in uh, end up going to the final four um, lose to Penn state in the semifinal. So it's done, but we are the only team that year to take, to win two sets off of Penn state. Penn state hadn't lost a set the entire year and we almost upset them to make it to the final. So talk about like maximizing performance and maximizing 
really the sum of the parts, like we for sure did that. And so I don't know. I think you could have all the talent in the world and have all these things going for you. But if you don't have the intangibles or kind of what makes a group special, you're going to fall short. Right. So that's huge. It's huge. What is it like? What is, I've never obviously been at your level of athleticism. What is it like (laughs) to take over a game? Me? Yes. You, um, you you see that shock. Like I'm talking to, yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I, I, I've taken over games for sure, but I'm not a super powerful hitter. I, to a certain degree I am, but I'm not, that's not what I'm known for. I'm more for kind of helping manage and simplify the game for others kind of around me a little bit. And so I think when you get to a stage of like where your mental capacity is like too high, right? Like you're in a high pressure situation. You feel like your anxiety is like rising. Like how can you bring it down to like a level five, right? Like five out of 10. Um, And so I think when you get to that, like, the zone that's when you know you're like in control of the match i don't know if that makes sense yes. and that's when you know like it's like in your hands and i feel like when i'm in that space it's really special but that that doesn't always mean that i'm like scoring the most points right. or doing the most per se but in my mind all of a sudden the game is is slowing down so it's it's a unique feeling but it's it's pretty cool yeah, I mean, I've seen you play a lot, and I would say it's unbelievable to watch you just be so efficient when you play. Like, there's little mistakes that you make that you don't make to give a point. You don't have to always hit the ball to get the the point, but you put them in a difficult situation, and then they make a mistake. Or Yeah, it's unbelievable to watch that kind of elite athlete at times. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's what some understanding – like the game a little bit too, right? Like if I don't have a set, I'm, me hitting the ball out isn't helping us, but me hitting the ball to the setter could give us the ball back and give us another chance. So mm-hmm. I think it's just understanding those situations, but that's something that's like a learned skill over time for sure. Right. Now, the thing you could have told young Jordan that, you know, at 17. Exactly. Hey, exactly. sweetheart, I got a secret for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. It's so true. It's right. so true. Yeah. What? What okay, so what advice would you give young Jordan? Yeah. Now with all the battle scars that you have and the time played. Yeah, what would you go back sure. and tell her? Um, I think for me, I've always kind of played like a little bit of with like a chip on my shoulder in a good way. Like I think that I've always felt like I've had something to prove. Like I've always had to like push the razor's edge, push the boundary. And I think I'm grateful for that. I also think that I, I wish I would have been maybe a little more like relaxed in certain situations. Like I think sometimes I was so focused on certain things that like, I wasn't really paying attention on what was really happening around me that I, for example, you know, when I was telling about high school, like, okay, my parents were like, don't go out until 12 PM because you have practice the next day. I'm very much like, Hey, if I have an off day of walking 10 miles in the off day, is that really going to set me up for the success down the road? You know, like, so just 
and that's like going out with friends or spending time with people. Like if that drains me, like I'm not going to do it. But now having a little more perspective, I wish I would have done that more of like enjoyed the company, enjoyed going out and seeing and sightseeing. And I've lived a lot of cool places, <laughs> but I haven't actually seen a lot of cool places. So, you know, it's like those little things. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is hard because you're in Italy, but you're not a tourist. You're not there with your husband. You're, you're at work, yeah. right? You've been in China, all the other places. It's even for the Olympics that you've been to, it's hard. Yeah. You're not there as a spectator or a sport that maybe happens in two or three days. Your, your events can last over what? 10, 11 days. If you go to the finals, in the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Olympics so, is yeah. 12, yeah. 12 days. So, yeah, so yeah, but you yeah, can't just take a day off and go see equestrian at all. Oh, let's go see a friend of who's boxing. You're yep. your business. It's work. So it's hard for that work balance that you get to have as an athlete in a, especially in a foreign country. For sure. For sure. Most definitely. Yep. When college ends for you, are you thinking there is a future? Do you feel like I've got next steps? You're doing, you know, Olympic trial stuff, junior Olympics. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, in high school, um, let's rewind a little bit in high school. I actually played on the youth and junior national team. So I was kind of already in the pipeline as they say. And so I was then asked to come train with the national team after uh, I graduated college, which I actually graduated early. I graduated in December of 08. Um, So then I was able to go play a professional season in Puerto Rico and then was asked to come train with the national team that summer in 09. So yeah, I, I definitely had a future. Now, again, what a lot of people don't know is the national team usually every summer has sometimes up to five tournaments and every tournament there's a new roster. So you could make one roster and not the next four. You right. can make, you know, like it's just, it's very cutthroat as you could say, because we train to sometimes up to 25 and only 14 travel. So it's very, you know, just very challenging. So while I hope there was a future, I still didn't know, right. The longevity, my dream was to be an Olympian, but I didn't know what that meant necessarily. Um, and so, Yeah that's kind of what it looked like. But yeah, yeah, I I thought there was going to be a future, but again, I was lucky that I was, again, when I talked early on, like a lot of opportunities that were given to me that I, I feel very blessed by. I mean, it, it, it could be a very frightening thing to think that and hope that that's your future and it might not play out for you. And then you also have to have the right Olympic years work out for you too. Right. For sure. Again, I think the timing of when I came in, right, because the Olympics had just finished, right. the 08 Olympics. So usually at the year after the Olympics, most of the Olympians kind of take the summer off or, take, you know, take the majority of the summer off and then come back at the tail end. And there's so people retiring, kind of, falling off. Exactly. Exactly. So I was lucky that I kind of came in and got a lot of playing time that first summer. Um, and again, I think that set me up for a great successful season club season overseas in Russia that next year. Um, and then that just kind of kept piling on to, to the years. So, so as it comes to 2012 at that time, you've had like, you know, three, four years in the pipeline with the Olympic team. Yep. When they make that announcement, what is that like that you're on the team? Yeah, it's, Oh gosh, I can still like remember it. Like it was yesterday. I walk in, like all the coaches are lined up and they're like, well, you know, you're chosen to be 
part of the 12 going to London. And while I had been starting, right, like the last three years, like you just don't know, right? Like we had one starter that didn't go. And so it's like, you just, you'd never know. So it's, yeah, it's, um, it's scary. So yeah, I just, it's very surreal. You think about all the time that you put in and all the moments leading up to it. And, um, and then also, yeah, I didn't touch on this earlier, but my mom actually passed away, um, in 2009, which is my first year out of college, my first year on the national team. Um, and so I just remember like thinking like what she would think in that moment, you know, and like obviously not being able to call her and all those things, all those emotions like came rushing in, but, um, just know that like, she was like smiling down, like, like, cool. Like she, like you finally did it, you know, like what a cool thing. So. How, I mean, how was that when you get into the, the Olympics and you're like, okay, we're going to London, yeah. we're going to do this. Who's the, who's the big dog at that point? Is that Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. Yep, for sure. Okay. You guys win silver that year. Yep. How was that just in that match against them? And you've obviously played them the last several years in all kinds of competitions. Yep. What was that game like? When you know you're going in with a chance, like your first Olympic year to win gold, you're there. You didn't yeah. get, you didn't get bowed out like in you know taking sixth with you know Portugal yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so surreal and and yeah. When I think about the chances of me like getting just not only to the Olympics but then being in that position is so crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we killed them that first day. It was like twenty five thirteen or something gnarly, and then. <sighs> it kind of just went downhill from there. They just got a ton of momentum and uh, the tables really turned. So, and kudos to them. They're a great team, right? Like you said, we've played them many, many times before. Um, but yeah, I, I think what, like we just weren't sound culturally. We, we had a lot of other issues going on and that was a reflection of what happened. Right. So, yeah. So how, are you still thinking like, you know, cause every year is like kind of a new year. You look at your body, you look at, you know, relationships, career opportunities. Like, do I want to stay in this? This is a grind. I'm traveling. I'm in this country, that country. I got to get a new passport. I got to get papers added, <laughs> right? Like all the little things. And was there ever a point, maybe even after the first Olympics where you're like, maybe I'm going to do, I want to do something else. Yeah, for sure. Or were you like all in, you know, thug gangster life tattoo across the chest? Like I'm in till they tear this thing off me. <laughs> yeah, no, I I actually was thinking about shutting it down after that that first Olympics, right? I like reached my goal. I wanted to be an Olympian. I was able to be a silver medalist. Like wow, like incredible, right? And I I think the reason why I play of course is to win, right? Like I love winning, but I think what makes it so unique is how like the makeup of the team. And when I talk about the special moments, right. Going back to 2008, we didn't win, but it was by far my favorite team because of how we were able to have so much success. And because we figured it out, right. Like it's like a lock and a key. Like, have you, have you figured out the, the lock yet? You know? And so I think my experience that first quad while it was fantastic as far as like, wow, what an, what an experience in my heart, it didn't feel right. Um, and so I think I just was kind of like, 
do I want to do it again? Do I want that feeling? Is that what this is really about and, and how it's going to be? Um, and so I took that next summer pretty much off and um, kind of came back for the last of part of that summer and then went into playing overseas one more year. Um, and I still remember even contemplating at that point coming back that next year because I just, I don't know, I, I wasn't feeling right about it, but we got a new coach. Not that that was the main reason, but I, I just, I think his perspective on how a team should look um, was a little bit different. Right. So. And it's, you know, it's tough. You're not making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, right? You're, no. you know, it, it's a challenge. It's a grind. So for you to, you know, to stay in it for the Olympic dream, where let's say if you're a women's tennis player, you have the, you know, the U.S. Open, the there's Opens, there's other tournaments, all these things. You know, for you, it's really like overseas. Those are where you're playing. And then every four mm-hmm. years, it's your big time to shine. Yeah. To yep, get there every sure. four years, there's no guarantee. And boy, that grinds on you. Oh, for sure. For sure. And again, I think, yeah, mentally and physically and how do you keep your body in shape? And as you know, as you get older, your metabolism slows down and your body requires a lot different. But, you know, you have these young kids coming in every year too, right? And so you're trying to upkeep with them, but then also play at the highest level. So it's definitely a challenge for and, sure. And then it's not... I don't want to say that it's a disadvantage, but it's a thought process, right? I remember uh, Misty went through this, Carrie went through this. Like at one point, are you going to have a relationship and then there's kids involved, right? And you're thinking the biological clock is ticking and you're looking around with your other teammates. And I'm sure it's a conversation you guys all have. For sure. For sure. Like, absolutely. Who's jumping off this to to go do that? (laughs) So exactly. Like, exactly. That's, that's a tough thing that also wears on you guys. For sure. Yeah. And I, um, I was also recently, or I was married uh, when I was 22. And so I was currently married at the time. And I, at that time, my husband, uh, he was seven, my ex-husband was seven years older than me. And so his clock, you know, was not ticking, but also it was definitely up for question. Like, is this the time or, you know, am I stopping or what, what am I doing? And, you know, and so I think, um, but then again, being overseas and being then together and that wears on a relationship too. And so, um, yeah, it just, it brought its own challenges for sure. <laughs> right. If you were Jordan, the accountant, right. You stop yeah. playing volleyball after Nebraska and you're an accountant, your life could be completely different. Just by saying, okay, I have all these other things I don't have to worry about. Yep. I'm going to put on 15 pounds and have four kids, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, drive a minivan around. It's true. But, it's true. But you kept that competitiveness all the way through. It's un- unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, when you I, when you go for 16, 2016, that next Olympics, yeah. how much of a challenge is that for you to get it revved up again, do it all over? Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't uh it definitely was a challenge for sure, but I, I think I found a new way to get my body to perform. I was feeling great, I was lifting heavy, I was in really good shape. Like I felt like in a really good place. Um, and I think as a team culturally, we were sound, like we had, I don't know, just a great team, a balance of vets, but also a balance of like newbies. And, um, I don't know, I just, it felt right. It felt right to me. And so, um, that fired me up that made me want to go again and, and try again. Um, yeah. 
So how politics is special. I don't know how to like explain it. Like you're like the motivation isn't so much like a, it's not that hard to get motivated, but the daily grind of like, Hey, can I do this? You know? Yeah. That wears on you. Yeah, for sure. You guys come up short. You end up playing, getting the, they get the bronze. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, that sting? Obviously, I mean that's a stupid question, but it's got to sting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we end up losing to Serbia in the semifinals by two points in the fifth set. Honestly, that match could have gone either way. Serbia is a great team, but I definitely thought we were better at times. Um, but again, I think what people don't tell you, and I think Carrie and Missy um, had the experience too, right? Like you have a day off and then you have to come back and you have to play for third and people don't hand you the bronze medal. You have to go out there and you have to earn it. And we had to go up against a very strong Netherlands team who was very well coached and we had to put in time. Like it is like, you know, like you're fighting for that medal and you know, there's only two people that walk away at the Olympics happy. It's the gold medalist and the bronze medalist usually, right? Because right. it's like, yes, right. You're ending on a win. Yeah. I mean, winning silver is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's also like you lose for silver. Yeah. You're, you're that close. And so like walking away and like, obviously bittersweet, but like, again, the culture, the environment, the team, like what it was super special. And to me, we maximized what we had, which was awesome. So, so yeah. that, but it's not so bad because several years later, you actually get to do the uh, trifecta and win the gold. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Which crazy is, to me. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't happen in four years. It's five years you got to wait. I know. I know. I know. So and even then it's, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the craziest thing is I think that's the most interesting journey of that Olympics for you guys is let's say, Again, this goes back to the the biological clock of the woman. Like, I am going to do the Olympics in 2020, in August, and in September, we're going to start making babies. Whoopsies. Like, oh, yeah. Where, where was your thought process when things were getting delayed with COVID? Are you thinking, I'm, yeah. how long do I want to do this? Am I willing to put in another year for a yeah, what if? Another year. Yeah, it, it was it was scary for sure. But I I guess how my mind's always always has worked in the past is like, all right, here's a challenge. Like regroup your mind and like get it together. Like you and my mom, like my mom would never let me quit anything ever. Like even if it was like like little league soccer, I was like, mom, I hate this. Like she's like, no, like you signed up, like you're gonna finish it out. So like quitting was never an option for me. Um, again, the unknown was scary, but. Again, I'm grateful for the time because our team needed it. We needed time away from the gym. I needed time away from my body. My body was not in a good place. Um, And I needed rest. So resting for almost two months of like nothing, right? No jumping. No, I was doing like other things, but like no jumping. I had plantar fasciitis, which I don't know if you've ever had, but it is like the worst pain. And so I needed it and I needed it for my mind, um, to regroup. And I don't know, I was, I was ready. And, uh, our team had, um, just, I don't know. I, I was fired up for a team, so I wasn't gonna, gonna bypass that. How did Karch keep you guys focused going into the Olympics? Yeah. Um, cause that's gotta so, be hard for him. Oh, for sure. 
For sure. Well, yeah, because then we're, we're working out from home, you know, he's trying to keep it fresh and we're, we were lucky that we had like, um, we had zooms every, we had a zoom every week, but then we had like special guests like every two weeks. So we had people like Sue Bird, Julie Foudy, Sue Enquist ended up coming on who that's who we actually hired on as like our culture coach. So she helps kind of right. talk to us. And we ha- we started having meetings as team as a team like once a month while we're overseas, which never happened in my 13 years on the national team, which is still so surreal that we were like meeting, connecting, trying to build a bond because we weren't able to get in the gym. So right. all of a sudden, when we hit in April, when we're gearing up for the Olympic Games, all of a sudden we're coming in fresh, hot, like we've already worked our shit out. Like let's go. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, it fires me up still. I'm just like, we, to me, like, okay. Yeah. Gold medal, whatever, but we, we deserved it. We put in the time we like, and how we won, like that was just the epitome of like the work that we did. I, I don't know. I'm just really proud of our team. So what, yeah. what was it like, right? You've, you've, you've had these beautiful Olympics in London, this beautiful yeah. Olympics in Brazil. You're probably thinking in 2019, oh, we're going to Tokyo. That's going to be fun. I've been there. That's great. I'm gonna, my my dad's coming and nephews. Yeah. And I'm bringing everybody, and they're going to see me, and we're going to shove Brazil right in the bin. Nobody's allowed to participate and come. Like it was just, how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, it sucked, but it's also like I'm just so glad it happened, right? Like I'm glad it they pulled it off. It, we made it work, and again, bittersweet for sure. Um, but again, it's, it's going to be memorable, right? Like, right. Hey, remember in 2021, we didn't have anybody in the stands and we still won. Like what? what? Yeah. People you will know? correct you. You know, you mean 2020? No, no. It was a year later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we postponed a whole year, which has never happened in the history of the Olympic games. They've never postponed. They've always canceled it. So like, I don't know. I just think there's so many other things to think about versus, what didn't happen. Right. Um, and Japan did an amazing job of God love them. Like, I don't think any other country could have done it, but them. Oh man. It was, it was so just, I don't know, clean and professional and just awesome and really special. They tried to make it what, it, what they could for the situation that they had. So it was really cool. Is it, is it a little odd to, you know, say, okay, I went to the, I went, I've been to three Olympics and I have all three medals. Or is it more like if you're carrying Misty, like I've been to three Olympics and I've got all gold. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm like, what is, it's kind of cool. You have this right. collection. I'm like thinking about like, how do I display it? Like, what do I do? But I mean, you didn't yeah, do it in order. You kind of went backwards and kind of, but you know, know. yeah. <laughs> so that's even more interesting. Like, you know, the way you work that out. It is. It is. Yeah. No, but I'm just, uh, I, I, First of all, I'm just, I'm shocked at how long I've played, right? Like I joke with all my teammates now that are younger, right? Like when I thought I was 24, I was like, oh my God, I'm only doing this once. People that are 30, what are they doing with their life? Like I for sure judge, like so hardcore. And now I'm like, I played three quads. Like, what am I doing? You know, like, but it's just, I don't know. You, you're in it and you love it and you, you love the grind. You love being a part of it. And But you're yeah. shorting yourself. You say three quads. It's actually three quads plus. <laughs> plus one. Plus yeah. one and a half. Yeah, yeah don't true. short yourself that one, hon. It is that true. Was, it's true. Yeah. It's true. You're no it's, normal athlete. You, you yeah. took five years. 
I know. Well, then they're like, it's almost Paris, like a couple more. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Can I just get through Friday, please? Exactly. Exactly. Like this week was long. I was like, we practiced five days in a row. Like, no. Oh, man. (laughs) Who was the the oldest uh, teammate you had on your first Olympics? Who might that have been? 39, Daniel Scott. Oh, right. Long Beach State, Daniel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she when you look yeah. when you look back at her, you know, when you're a kid and you're looking back at her and you're going, how is she doing it? Yeah, no, I remember we, I don't, we were doing, like, we stopped at some fast food restaurant on a road trip. And I'm like, Danny, what, what, what keeps you going? Like, what, how have you been able to do it? And she's just like, the love for the game. Like, you just, and it's so true, right? Like, and at the she's time, always I got a smile. Going, she's always happy she go lucky. She does. She does. And yeah, I just, at the time I didn't understand. Cause I was just like, man, like, is there nothing else that like fuels your fire? Like, you know, like what? Um, but now like being in it, I totally obviously can relate and it's addicting. It's, and obviously people love the game and love to watch and you love to participate. And yeah, it's, does that it's keep your fire going? You still have that competitive fire? Yeah. Um, I for sure think it's definitely like not as what it used to be for sure. Um, it ebbs and flows a little bit more than maybe what it has in the past. Um, but I, I still want to win and I still want to be great. And, um, and I feel like, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, like you're on this like track, right? Like winning a gold medal, winning a gold medal, winning a gold medal. When you finally get there, like you don't think about what that is actually going to be like. And then it's like, it's almost like this validation or, or like, Hey, like all the work and effort you've been putting in, it's been right. It's been right all along. And like, just trust in that you've been doing it right. You know, I think for so many times it's like, am I doing it right? And should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Or what else can I be doing? And you know, it's like, Hey, no, you're like, you're doing it right. And like, keep trying to just continue to be better. Um, it's not about being like, Hey, sit back and relax and chill. It's like, how can I keep pushing the boundaries still? But it's like almost this validation stamp of approval. Like, Hey, like you're, you're doing it right. You know? Right. Has there been a moment that's like, it, it might be the gold medal in the la- in your, let's say professional career that you were like, that was worth every moment of it. All the pain, all the heartache, the pain in the feet, the ankles, the knees, the hips, the shoulder that's yeah. probably a little higher than the other one. Like, yeah. the, Is there a moment or was it the gold medal that you're like, that was it? That was worth all that pain? Yeah. It, you know, I think I'm sure like subconsciously it was the gold medal, right? Like I'm sure there was something there. Right. Hit the plateau. For sure that was hanging, that was hanging there. Um, but I'm sure along the way that there was moments that that like definitely triggered it, but yeah, maybe subconsciously the gold medal was, was that right. Sorry. It's all right. What advice do you have for athletes today? All the, all everything you've gone through, if you could sit down with that incoming freshman class at Nebraska, what advice do you part to those? athletes yeah Hmm. 
I think I would say like never stop like asking questions. Like I think never stop. Like don't ever settle or be content. Um, and I think so much now, and I'm guilty of it, right? Like social media, sitting there scrolling and, <laughs> and so much, you know, like so much is at our fingertips, uh-huh. right? And so much is like automatic response versus like, how can we be better and go out and be better? And and what am I doing everything I can to be better the next day? And um, I think constantly asking yourself that um, I think is really important. Your professional career grew up on social media. Yeah. Because you didn't have yeah. it in college, right? I Definitely mean, or, I mean, unless you're on was, MySpace. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what is my like, space? Yeah. Okay, Google MySpace. You'll understand. <laughs> They're like, oh, wow, that's pretty sad. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine now being 12-year-old Jordan? You got the power of the phone. You got your yeah. own Instagram account, Twitter. You're TikToking. And you have the ability to have the NIL come up in your hands. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It has its benefits for sure. And I think there, there are good things like, and, and, and advocating for the athlete for sure. Um, but I think it's, how can you find a balance, right? We're talking about school and, and uh, volleyball balance. Like this is another aspect that's like, how do you balance and, and where are your goals? What are your priorities? What do you want to be, you know? And I think it's constantly putting yourself in check, with those things and, and kind of having a balance of that. So, but it's tough. I, I don't envy young kids coming up and, um, and I'm, I'm just really grateful for the time that, that I, I feel like it, it was the best time. Like for sure. It had like my time growing up for sure. It had its challenges, but yeah, you didn't have to deal time. with that. Do you want to be an yeah. influencer? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to pitch this product? No, yeah, I just want to play volleyball and whoop some ass. That's all I want to do. Exactly. 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 Yeah. People are like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I just want to play volleyball and be really good at it. That's just what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. pretty easy. No yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the last year, right? This is it. Yes. This is it. Sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So then what's the future hold for Jordan? Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, am getting into coaching, so I'm going to be helping the University of Texas um, volleyball team, which I'm really Longhorns? excited about. Longhorns, okay. yes. Because there's only home. like 60 colleges in Texas. You got to make I sure. Know, you're right. <laughs> University of Austin, Texas, go Longhorns, hook them. Like, I'm, I'm already on it. They've already like, <laughs> they're like, can we just, it was like the first day on campus. They're like, can we just, we just got to see it. I'm like, hey, I'm all in. Let's roll. Um yeah, it's been really fun. Um, obviously, uh, trying to transport myself back in that time and what I was like and how, how can I speak their language? How can I articulate? <laughs> speak their language. It's so true. It's so true, right? It's very different. You know, maybe it's adding a TikTok dance into what I'm teaching, you know, like that could, that could help. Um, <laughs> no, please don't. Don't be that don't crusty. That. Yeah, be the crusty don't coach. Do, do not do that. Do not. Or too soon. Hold that back for a while. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, no. So, but it's been really fun just to kind of how, what, how, what made me successful and and why, and and how can I now articulate that to them? Um, And then I'm married to the head coach at Pepperdine uh, for the men's volleyball team. 
Um, and so that lucky yeah, son of a gun. I know <laughs> that guy. Uh, so I just am really excited to spend some time with him and yeah, he's been super supportive of my career for a, a long time. And so, um, yeah, I'm just excited to support him and help him. Do you have any worries about coaching where, you know, like Maggie Johnson had a hard time coaching because the players wouldn't be on his competitive level or put the effort in. Larry Bird had that problem. Jordan never wanted to touch it. Like, do you worry about how you're going to translate your competitive fire to these 18 year olds and be like, listen, lady, before I choke you out, this is how you do it. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah, no. And I, 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 I'm sure that will come, you know, uh, especially if it's like, Hey, I told you this three times now and they're still doing the same thing, you know, but I think, again, keeping myself in check, like, Hey, all the best coaches that I've been coached by have been able to approach me in a manner that's been calm, cool, collected, level-headed. And can I maintain that same approach? Um, and my poor husband just has to hear of my, you know, my frustration on that. Okay. Do you, are you going to lean on him at all and be like, what, what's working? For sure. Yeah. And even now, like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, I don't know if this is helping, you know, what's another strategy. You know, I think, I think that's with anything, right. I think being an athlete has the same um, challenges, right? Like if I'm doing this, is this getting the same result where in coaching, it's like same thing, like, Hey, I'm coaching this way. Is it getting the same result or is there another solution that we can come up with? So I think it's constantly pushing that boundary and and asking those questions now. Did you in any way want to stay with the women's coaching? And would you ever think about going to men's coaching? Because David's coaching on the men's team. Men's side. Right. Would you ever think about going to the men's side? Yeah, for sure. Um, Just being in his gym, just watching, and the guys are awesome. And, yeah, I I definitely could see that. Um, Yeah, I'm very open again, and maybe coaching isn't the space for me too, right? Like you said, like some athletes, you know, you just like, you never know. Um, But I think it's something that I'm passionate about right now and curious about and um, kind of when I expand, but we'll, we'll see. I also want to golf a lot. I'm ready to retire just a little bit, like enjoy the time and the years that I've been away um, and just kind of take that all in. What's that handicap? Uh, Not great. I actually don't keep keep to keep track i know that's something that i gotta start doing because we're gonna be belong to uh what do you call it um there's a country club somewhere country, a country club in austin that's gonna want your <laughs> score. exactly exactly a country club so i think if you belong to a country club you have to keep a handicap mm-hmm. i believe so i gotta get on that you better yeah i know i know when is i'm actually not bad i'm not bad so you better not be bad you got (laughs) hand-eye coordination you're a world-class athlete it's true it's true i'm actually i'm okay my my husband's like i think if even if you took lessons like you could be wait a minute you haven't taken lessons i've never taken lessons no i grew up with my my dad took me sometimes so i like have a knowledge of what it is and how it is but yeah, I've never taken lessons. If you take some, like yeah, if you take some lessons from a pro, you will find out real quick how much better you can be. Oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, and he told me he's like, you should do it. So, how much longer yeah. do you have in Italy? What's uh, the countdown? Could be, could be maximum of six weeks, I think. Okay, more. 
more or less. I think less. It's like five. It just depends on how we do in playoffs. We have one more regular season match, and then we start the playoffs. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye on you while you're in Italy. I hope you have to be there as long as you have to be to win a championship, and then you can come home and wear burnt Thanks. orange and yeah. hook them high. <laughs> That's right. That's do, right. Do your thing here in, in the great state of Texas. That's right. I'm excited. <laughs> Jordan, I can't thank you enough for your time. You're awesome. You've been an absolute pleasure to photograph over the years. Uh, yeah, you've you. just been a wonderful subject when we get to do portraits and stuff. Watch you throwing yeah. out first pitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And yeah, I'm just grateful for the many years that we've been able to connect. Oh, oh one, one final question. This is the most important one. Where do you hang those three medals? Where are they? Right now they're just in a safe. So I got (laughs) to figure it out. It's so tough. Where do you hang them? It's better than you said your sock drawer next to your underwear. It's true. true. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. But where do you hang them? Because if someone breaks in your house, like you can't, what do you do? You can't. So. Yeah. I actually asked one, a baseball player one time where he won, he was at the Giants, where he had his three championships. He literally said in his sock drawer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he 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 was married, but they didn't have kids, and he's like, eh, no one comes over and looks at him. Eh, just they're in the sock drawer. So, yeah. So yours are yeah. yours are in a vault somewhere. Buried. Yeah, yeah. No, ours, yeah, mine are in the in the safe, but um, yeah, I, I still haven't figured out a, a way to like display them that were. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. You'll 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 have time in a couple of months to sure. figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Right. Right next to your uh, club trophy when you're at country club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Longest <laughs> sure. ball. Women's league. Women's league championship. No. Yeah. No. 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 Don't shortchange yourself. Come on. What kind of competitor are you? Kick yeah. ass on the whole country club. Own For that sure. place. Walk in and own it. I love it. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm and ready. do it with a with a cowboy hat on. That's, that's <laughs> You're the absolute best, Jordan. I can't thank you enough, sweetheart. Thank you. This is great. Thank you so much. All right. Best of luck. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just a Good Conversation. Please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode. Become a subscriber to the show. You can always leave a review. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please tell a friend. Please leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. And remember to follow the Just a Good Conversation podcast on Instagram. You can find all of our past shows on our website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.